Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, final hour of the week. How about that here on Rabot & Co. ESPN 680, 105.7 alongside Zach Cantrell. My name is Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. You can find the station at ESPN 680 as well. If you ever miss part of the show, go back to the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com or on the app. Uh, if you don't have the app, I don't make any money mentioning it, even though it probably seems like it since I mention it every day. But if you are missing out on the app uh, and happen to live, say, in a place like Atlanta, uh, then you'd be really missing out. Another person who lives in Atlanta is Jack Grossman. Uh, he joins us in studio. How about that? What's up, guys? <laughs> What's the app on? does work in Atlanta, believe it or not. It's I'm, nice. <laughs> I'm sure it's fantastic to have, frankly. But Jack uh, kind of kicking around town, so I thought uh, we'll just get uh, we'll get him in here for a segment because uh, we were going to talk college basketball anyway. So it's a perfect time uh, to get him in. Tell the people what you're working on, at least on the college basketball side. Yeah, Field of 68, Floyd Treats Finest, part of the Great Podcast Network there. Uh, Coach Mark Lieberman and I, every week, talking to everything Louisville basketball and yes we are still finding ways to attempt to talk about well, Louisville it, but, basketball but, but the good thing is you know I would encourage people if you are on the Louisville you know fandom side of things get in now because the coaching search thing is going to be interesting yes. if that happens if it doesn't happen that's also interesting um, and then uh, just building the roster for next year no matter who the coach yeah, is because there are pieces I mean no question it, it's it's a lot different from last year where you know LLS was the only guard on the roster Jalen Withers was you know whatever Mike James you know, showed flashes of potential, but other than that, there really wasn't much. <laughs> this year, at least, you you know, you have pieces. You have Tyler Johnson as a freshman, who's really emerged as a really dynamic playmaking guard. Brandon Huntley Atfield has kind of fulfilled his potential the last couple months. Mike James has blossomed in his third year at Louisville. You know, Trey White start, started hitting, right. uh, knocking down shots. Curtis Williams has started knocking down shots. You have pieces to where if you're able to hold this thing together with whoever the new coach is and, and actually get a defensive mentality with whoever the new coach is sure. and bring in a couple new pieces from either the portal or, or, you know, late in the recruiting cycle as well. You know how that goes in. I mean, it's not it's not as bad as it was last year. It's not good enough to where I think you can keep getting pain, but for whoever the new guy would potentially be, you, you got there pieces to where pieces you, you can know. have that expectation of, look, you haven't been in the NCAA tournament since 20, 2019. They would have been in 2020, obviously, but it got canned. Yep. Again, to where the goal should be, like, look, we get it. Just be a first four team. Just, just be, be, be on the bubble. <laughs> just, uh, I think there's enough pieces to where you can make that argument for next year. You know, no matter who the coach is. There you go. And uh, I, no, it's it's interesting because you get the team little tinges of playing better. You know, they go to Clemson, they look okay. They they beat Florida State. They go to Syracuse. It's a close game all the way through. Then they play Georgia Tech at home. They have the comeback. They lay a total egg against Boston College after. Um, you know, after a very good first half, Boston College scored 1.5 points per possession in the second half, 50 to 30 in that second half. I don't even need to look it up. Yep. But the uh, you know the the thing about about Louisville that I brought up the other day, and I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I think once in a while, okay. So let me rephrase. In January every year, we look at Cal and we we say one thing: it's we're done with Camp Cal. Who's getting cut from the rotation? That's the question every January. Yep. He's going to get down to. In his mind, seven guys, right? And, and, and that wants, to me is fascinating this year because that hasn't happened this year. I don't know if it can, but uh, but we can yeah. get into that in a second. Is there any chance Kenny Payne actually benefited from from guys not being with the team anymore? We'll leave out why. But with guys not being with the team anymore and being forced to just play some of these guys, did he benefit from like just having to insert a Tyler Johnson a half hour a day? 
Um, I think Tyler Johnson, yes, because I, I know Coach Lieber and I talked about early in the season to where he kind of showed those flashes in like the Texas and Indiana games, especially and Virginia Tech, even. And it's like, I mean, Lieberman was pulling his hair out about that kid. I mean, they were they were so much better when he was on the yes. floor and he was only playing like 15 minutes a game. <laughs> like, no like yes. that was horrendous. Like, I'd have to pull up, like, find find the stats somewhere. I don't have my computer on I me, mean, maybe on my phone somewhere, sure. to where he was only playing like 12, 15, 16 minutes a game. And that, to me, was malpractice to not play him more sooner. And, you know, Sky Clark getting hurt in some of the, and, and Hersey Miller not being available kind of forced their hand a little bit. But on the other end, like a guy like J.J. Trainer, who was actually, you know, not shooting the ball well from the perimeter was giving you some good some better defense pretty much anyone else on the team that's very low bar but I, I think he's a guy they severely have missed to where you know Caleb Glenn played really really well in that Georgia Tech game is very aggressive crash, crashing the glass and gives them a sort of effort and energy that a lot of other guys don't have on the defensive end and or when trying to rebound the ball but I, I still think JJ Trainer's a guy that they've desperately missed on the front line I mean Dennis Evans wasn't really playing much anyways. Okoro 4, when he was hurt and he's back now, he's not really playing a lot anyways. I mean, Jovanovic, spare minutes type guy. I mean, I, mean, I think for, for for the most part, I don't think it's helped him, okay. the injuries, but the Tyler Johnson situation I think is different because, yes, that kid need, needed to be playing a lot more minutes than he was and the injuries have finally There are out. lots of things that you could, Hello, ladies. you could say are indictments of Kenny Payne and his... That's right, he doesn't have headphones on, so he doesn't know that you just played the Crino Hello Ladies song. He doesn't know that. <laughs> I totally forgot that you don't have headphones on. Because you and I both didn't react, and then I thought... Jack would be laughing at that hat. Oh, he's not wearing headphones. Right. I forgot. Um, the <laughs> Jack Crossman with us uh, here on uh, Roboco ESPN 680-1057. The, the thing with with Tyler Johnson, and you can – lots of indictments on the Kenny, Para, Kenny Payne era to this point. But one of them is him saying earlier in the season, we don't really have freshmen that we can play. And that was not true. And it was just simply not true, literally at all, by the way. Like, Louisville has way above average freshmen. Way above average. I, I will say, like, Caleb Glenn and Curtis Williams, they weren't doing early in the year what they're doing now. I get it. They're, they're getting more playing time and all that stuff now, but... They're freshmen. Like, you're yeah. supposed to... But you... Yeah. A, a job of a good coach is to see that that can happen as well. Yeah, but... To say that none of them can yeah. do it was really an indictment. Yeah, but Tyler was... He's been doing this all year. He has, I mean, he hasn't had 20-point games no, and no, 11 sure, assists sure. And, and all that every game, but he's been giving you that type of initiation of an offense, getting the ball moving, getting the ball up and down the court, playing an up-tempo style that, let's face it, when Louisville's thrived, it's, you know, when they play Florida State, it's an up-and-down type game. When they play Syracuse and lose, it was a glorified pickup game because of how little defense both teams played. But UofL is at their best when they're getting up and down the floor. and That's where, you know, you look at it. I looked it up because Louisville's had, like, these really high point totals. And, and, and I mentioned this on the podcast, shameless plug, Foy Treats Finest, the Field 68. Jeff Greer and I recorded yesterday that Good. that episode is out. We you know, talk a lot of coaching search stuff as well in addition to the last couple games. But, yeah, I had to do the shameless plug always. But one of the things I looked at was since January 9th or January 10th when okay. Louisville played Miami. That, yep. That's kind of you know the quote-unquote turning point for Louisville offensively to where, yes, they lost a lot of those games in January, but it was – defensive implosions why they lost against good teams for the most part sure they were still scoring the ball at a pretty high rate i looked up what was their offensive efficiency from january 10th through the present according to bart torvik which you can actually filter by dates with torvik which which i love but what would you think their their offensive efficiency was in that time span like like total points or where they rank in the country where they rank in the country 81st 117th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is better than what it was throughout yeah, yeah. the year. But I, I honestly... I was trying like, to be really nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, but <laughs> it's weird because like, that doesn't meet the eye test of what Louisville's no, done. No, it doesn't. You're right. Because there point. have been actual growth there, but you, you kind of have to balance it between how much of it is growth and how much of it is they're just playing a lot faster there's a lot more possessions and and especially you know when when you get into these games it's pretty bad teams of boston college florida state syracuse just no teams playing defense so that's going to result in more points scored in games to where it's 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 a weird balance to try to figure out because i thought it was going to be a lot higher than than 117th just based off the eye test and just looking at the point you know, point totals. It's a very archaic, easy thing to look at. But when you score 101 points in a game, 92 points in a game, yeah. you know, eight, wh- whatever it was, like 79, 80 against Georgia Tech, yep. 
you're going to think you're going to be higher than, than you know barely top third in the country, yeah, and it, it, right. it's just something. It doesn't fit the narrative of what everyone's kind of built out for Louisville basketball, and, and I don't really even agree with it. But but it's just an another interesting little wrinkle into all of it. What did the text line say? A lot of people very happy to hear you. Uh, also mentioning that they about drove off the road with the Hello Ladies sign. <laughs> it's been a minute. I'm not gonna lie. It's been a minute. <laughs> Uh, another texter saying, hey, Jack, just hang around a couple of weeks. Uh, Louie's going on vacation. Uh, the last time that happened on this show, the host never came back. Is a good joke about us. It is. It's a good joke. I'll be Go back. Yeah, yeah, Zach's going to be here. Don't worry. I, 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 I hope Dan slept in nice, nice and good today. I hope so, too. Yeah. I hope so, too. I, it, it was funny when, when he, he hung it up. I had so many people like, did something happen with Dan? I'm like... He's 75, and he was getting up at 6.15 to do a radio show in his basement where he had to whisper for the first hour because his wife is still sleeping. (laughs) No, that's what happened. I mean, what are we doing here? (laughs) Why was he up at 6.15? Mountain time. time? Two hours before. That's 8.15, dude. That's not, for a 10 o'clock show, waking up at 8.15 is not ridiculous. I know it is for you. I was going to say, for a 10 (laughs) o'clock show, I get up at like But for those of us who have to read the articles beforehand. Man, even even when I was in college, like the first radio shows I did... Started at 10 a.m. Oh, sure. And I would wake. And it was only an hour long, and there were three people. Wow. But but at that point, you know, you, you, <laughs> three wide for an got, hour. Yeah, three wide for an what hour. A dream, man. But like, <laughs> yeah. But like, we, I would start doing prep at like 8 a.m. Of course. And as a college kid, like right. that was a drag to yeah. get up. No, that's right. Hundred percent, man. No, it's not. <laughs> but great. it was fun. Man, fun, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach, uh, Zach Cantrell, uh pushing buttons, Jack. Grossman uh, hanging out with me in here. Uh, Louisville visits Pitt. Pitt on a, a touch of a tear, uh, on, by Pitt standards at least, uh, recently. Now up to 7-6 and six in the conference. A good chance to move to 8-6 and six here. Uh, their last couple of games, of course, wins uh, against Wake Forest and Notre Dame and then at NC State and at Virginia. I think a tough spot for Louisville. I predicted at Boston College essentially what happened, which was I think just they're getting thin to the point that their their legs are yeah. not underneath them as well as they could be uh, with a little bit more depth. Does that catch up with them again tomorrow? It, it very well could, but it's going to be as desperate as you can be playing Louisville. I mean, I mean, one of the things that I, I looked at was, you know, they just came off that huge win at Virginia. They play Wake Forest next week. Could that be a trap game for Pitt? Is kind of honestly the question I posed Greer yesterday, and his thought process was no, because Pitt has kind of played their way onto the bubble. They have. Because, you know, they went at Duke, they went at Virginia. Those are two of the three best wins you can have in the ACC. The ACC is not a good league, but if you're going to get statement quad one wins, those two in Carolina, that, that's pretty much it that <laughs> you can get there. Exactly so, right. yes. so they're in a state now where they are in desperation mode. They cannot lose this game. Right. Even if, if you know Louisville kind of does the thing that they've done against like a Clemson where they came back at the end or like NC State where they came back at the end. If this were to be a six, seven, eight, nine point game, that hurts Pitt in the metrics. Mm. Like Pitt needs to win this game and they probably need to win handily <laughs> for for this. So double digit kind of win. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. So they're they're going to play with a sense of urgency of, okay. of they're not going to look past Louisville even though you look at the standpoint of they kind of you know worked Louisville in the UM Center, and and now it's a return trip up to Pittsburgh, so it's going to be a t- tall task from that standpoint. But you're not, I don't think you're going to get the trap game Pittsburgh coming off a big one because I think they realize, look, we need to get a lot of work done still if we're going to be an NCAA tournament team. There you go. All right, uh, Kentucky visiting Auburn, and I described Auburn's current status as a basketball program as a roller coaster ride where no one else is at the park because the their students left the South Carolina tank game, pitched tents outside of the stadium, and started lining up for the Kentucky game. Yep. Literally within 20 minutes of that game being over. I, Bruce Pearl's got it going. Your guy. Um, that's a Jewish joke for people yep. listening at home. Tribe member. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a friend from school who is living out my dream. Um, oh boy. He, he's another tribe member. Okay. And Just he, pastrami sandwiches all the time. Yes, but right? he's, he's the Auburn beat reporter for AL.com. What's his name? Uh, Matt Cohen. Yeah, yeah, I've seen Matt. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, yeah. love Matt Cohen. Who taught you? Yeah, one of my good friends. How about yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, but... All right. Yeah, so Matt... Wiggled We've had it. Matt... Is it Stahl that's the AL Alabama guy? Um, He's a Western Kentucky grad, actually. Uh, Casagrande? I I'll think it is. My, Michael Casagrande? Okay, yeah. keep going. Yeah, but Cohen sent me a, a text around December 
of Bruce Pearl hand-making potato lockies. <laughs> At Bruce Pearl's Hanukkah party. <laughs> and I told him, dude, you are living stuff. my dream. But yeah. I, I went down there. One of the biggest mistakes I made was I, I'm super happy and excited to be back in Louisville this weekend. But if I would have realized it was the same weekend as the Auburn-Kentucky game, I, I, I probably would have yeah. tried to get a credential and just crashed at his yeah, place yeah. And, driven, <laughs> and driven the hour and a half down there. But, oh, my goodness. But, yes. yeah, but, oh, it's going to be bonkers. And yeah. it's – that is... I'm fascinated by that game. Okay, so I wanted to talk to you about that because, to me, it's obviously different and the setup is different, but I do... It, this feels a touch, Jack, like last year when I was told over and over, because Xavier Wheeler and Casey Wallace are hurt, they cannot win at Arkansas. That was two years ago, but... Was that two years ago? No, 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 no. That was last year, but, yeah. but you know what I was thinking of? Okay. You remember two years ago when they lost at Auburn and they lost at, at Arkansas okay. and the, and Severe Wheeler got hurt one of the times, yep. Ty Washington got yep. hurt another, yep, 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 yep. and, and yep. every loss was excused with an injury. Sure. And then they lost to St. Peter's. Yes, right. <laughs> I, I, they, so they, the oppo- yeah. I'm doing the opposite today, yeah. which is that I ahead of that, I said... You're still Kentucky. Like, go win the game, and they did. Right? They did. Yeah. Uh, that's my. That's what my gut's telling me. You still have a bunch of NBA dudes, no matter what. I know Auburn's on fire right now, and it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. But you can also turn incredible atmospheres against the home team. Uh, I do think it's a tough setup for Kentucky in general tomorrow. But I'm not writing this game off as much as I think other people are. What says Jack Russell? I think it's a really, really tough matchup for Kentucky. It is because you look at what Auburn does well. They spread you out. They play five out. You know, kind of the thing that Kentucky's discovered both, even though they gave up a lot of points in the, in the Florida game, and, and you know, against Ar- not Arkansas, Ole Miss earlier this week, was that you got Yenzo can be a force under the basket. Yes. He's, he can block a lot of shots and really affect a lot of things. You know what the worst type of team to play is for someone like you got Yenzo who's just starting to figure that out? Auburn, who's going to go mm-hmm. five out most of the game and spreads you out and really, really do everything they can to take Yugana and Yenzo away from the basket. That's going to open up driving lanes. That's going to open up catch-and-shoot opportunities off of rotations. All those things are bad for Kentucky. <laughs> and that is exactly. Because what, what does Kentucky struggle with? I mean, the pick-and-roll stuff was a disaster against Gonzaga. We, we can get into that if you want to. Gonzaga uh, lots of lots about that. But throughout the year, their biggest issues have been individual one-on-one defense. They can't stay in front of their man. Got it. And when someone gets beat, they're incredibly, incredibly bad rotating. That's also true, yes. And when you look at what that's Auburn a Cal, does... That's kind of a Cal issue in general, but yes. Well, I mean, not early in his years, but the last couple years, yeah. Five, six, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... <laughs> but but that is what Auburn excels that's at That's exactly what Auburn sure. does. Yes, right, yeah, so right, when yeah. they're hitting shots, which they can be streaky at times, but at home they usually shoot the ball better, and they're kind of on a tear right now. No, I, guess, right. I guess you could hope that they got all their makes out against yeah, South Carolina, maybe. Issue, but, no, but the issue is Kentucky always elevates the shooter on the other team, right? I mean, yeah. essentially, and it's in, what, 80% of games, 85% of games. Auburn definitely shouldn't be different. I'm right, and the textures are right, by the way, about who covers Alabama for AL.com. Matt Stahl who is a Western grad, and I met through horse racing, used to cover Mizzou, now covers Alabama. Uh, all right, so, his so, so, boss, that's my bet. His boss is Michael Casagrande. There we that? go. Okay, there okay, it is. Okay? Okay, yeah. So they're both still there. It's just he's the beat writer now, and Casagrande is more of the columnist. So I, I should have known that because I've... I've um... And they're both from WKU, which is wild, actually. Cam Drummond okay. has housed both Matt Stahl and I <laughs> in his apartment. Matt's Lexington a good guest. Before. Matt's a good yeah. guest. I've had him on a couple times for yeah, Alabama Yeah, super stuff. nice yeah. guy. We, yes. uh, He's we, a good guest. Yeah, we went to Keeneland and then the Kentucky-Mississippi yes. State football game. We met him. I was going to say, yeah. you and I met him yeah. at Breeders' Cup. He yes. was there. Yes, yeah. 100%. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, nice guy. That, that's, that's the weirdest uh, weather day I've yeah. ever been at the track for. That wind was so bizarre. That was such a fun day, though. It was super fun, yeah. Such a fun day. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. All right, give us a final sort of prediction margin if you will for the uk i mean the auburn. the other end of it on on the uh offensive end yeah. auburn's going to throw a lot of dudes at you and they're going to pressure the ball a lot uh, there's going to be driving lanes for kentucky okay. and it i mean kentucky's own so antonio reeves has a shot to score with that floater game that he's got in a serious way yes tomorrow, absolutely okay yeah. Right, okay yeah and and they'll be able to i, I think as long as they don't just melt under the pressure i think they can score points 
because they haven't faced a team that plays as hard and and pressures the ball as well as Arkansas does all year. Got it. I mean, they just they just have. I mean, Auburn and Houston pressure the ball better than anyone else in the country, and mm-hmm. and that's going to be a challenge for them. But if they can handle that, then they have a lot of chances to get some easy buckets. But I think Auburn wins probably by like. I'll go like Auburn by eight is kind of okay. what I'm thinking. Um, high scoring game. I think it'll be a lot of fun. One eighty eight eighty kind of number. Yeah. Okay. Uh, UConn Marquette, the absolute marquee of the day tomorrow, and I love both of these teams. I love how they're coached. I love their playing styles. I love everything about yes how they play, how they how just the the composure with which they play. Shaka Smart's teams are just a blast to watch. Absolutely, and it's. I was thinking about you the other day, actually. I was watching something, and and I thought, man, I this is the kind of conversation I used to have with Grossman in the back. But just Shaka Smart's system would never work in the NBA. No. And there's a, a weird level of basketball wherever Marquette is that is just so damned enjoyable to watch. But I know, I still in my head, I know it's not the very best version of basketball or the highest quality version, if you will. But damn it, it's so fun to watch. It's very visually pleasing. Oh my goodness! Because you're, you're going up and that down. That whole game's yeah. going to be awesome. Oh, I mean, it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, Tristan Newton and Tyler Kolek, the point guards, are going to be great. How how they try to maneuver Oso Iguodaro, trying to move Klingon away from the basket yep. in that pick and roll game is going to be phenomenal to watch. How you know Cam Jones, Cam Spencer, Stefan Castle, I think might be the difference maker in that game because he just might be the best so athlete good. on the floor and yep. he's really really come on shot the ball a lot better the last couple months. That's going to be a phenomenal basketball game. That's the type of game you wait all all summer for. That that, that I that I just am waiting for conference season seeding on the line. The Big East title race is on the line. Both teams could really use that game too. Too. I mean, UConn's basically locked in as a one seed at this point, just because you know you have two losses in mid February in twenty twenty four in college basketball. You're basically a one seed. But what's UConn's best win? Off the top of my head, I mean, they don't have the same type of resume. They as, win at Creighton, yeah. and um, it will be Marquette if they win tomorrow. I mean, they, I mean you look at like like a Purdue who has they beat North Carolina, yeah, North they Carolina. beat Gonzaga. I mean, that's not much of a. Um, they beat Creighton. Carolina is their best one. They beat St. And John's, on, and honestly. Like almost winning in Fog Allen without Stefan Castle is is, is basically a win. No, that's right. I think the fog the fog trip kind of everyone. Okay, they're they're legit. I mean that Seton Hall loss is like everyone's like, what the hell are we doing? Yeah. But otherwise, I mean to be twenty three and two this season in in college basketball is very very exactly. But Carolina is like their their signature win. Yes. If they beat Marquette, that really reinforces like okay, it's not just you know. A lot of a lot of wins. You're starting to add some meat on the bone there too. Which, well, which, which and their schedule to close the season, they get Marquette at home. They go to Creighton. Yep. Right. Villanova, Seton Hall. But then they got to go to Marquette, and then to Providence to close the season. They, that's yeah, and Providence is one of the toughest places to play yep. in the country. Yep. To where I I really think you know if there's any shot UConn get the number one overall seed, they need to win. They need to win this game. Yeah. I don't know how much that really matters at this point because, you know, Purdue, UConn, they're going to be playing in different regions anyways. Like, you know, Purdue wants to be, be in the Midwest. UConn wants to be in the East. We, It's all formality. But you, you do have to look at it and say, okay, if you want any shot at that, you probably need to win this game. And Marquette, you know, you're trying to fight to try to get to find a spot on that one line potentially this oh, would be this is a, a this is their real chance at a one line i agree yeah. with you it's this game so all right he's jack grossman he's with the field of 68 floyd street's finest for sure check him out new episode out uh with jeff greer jack appreciate yep. your time buddy anytime all right there appreciate you go it. uh tons of uh tons of love for jack on the text line there let's get to a break here when we come back we will get you into the weekend a reminder during this time slot on sundays that sunday morning hangover 10 to noon with nick kern Phil Baker, and of course the fabulous one, Zach Cantrell. Oh, we're stealing nicknames. We're handing them out to other people. We do it next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. 
to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. Rabot and Co. wrapping up on a Friday edition here, ESPN 680-1057. Uh, tons of horse talk in my life. You can check out Horse Racing Happy Hour from last night. Uh, did the pick six uh, talk with Steve Kornacki from NBC. Uh, fun episode with him. Good guy. Uh, we shot that. Zach, I, I want to talk about my... My broadcasting life in a second, but um, tonight uh, we will have the second uh, episode of the Kentucky Racing Spotlight presented by our friends over at the Kentucky HBPA, K-Y-H-B-P-A dot org. Make sure you go check them out uh, for all the happenings over there, representing thousands of horse people here in the state of Kentucky. Talk to Fred Cowgill as part of that show. Get you previewed up for that uh, Risen Star and for uh, the Dust Commander tomorrow at uh, Turfway Park as well. Uh, So, Zach, I had a moment yesterday. So Steve Kordacki is a, a reasonably big guest, right? He's like an 800,000 followers on Twitter kind of guest, okay? And he has become a, a real mensch of a guy on the show, frankly. He's done the show three times now. He comes on about once a month uh, and always does the retweet thing and pubs our work and, you know, doesn't, you know, he's just, just a good dude. Well, <laughs> yesterday I had the moment. And, you know, I, I get to do this. I have the show tonight. And I have those, and we do those in studios. They're very, they're buttoned up, right? They're very clean. And I had to make a decision yesterday. Am I going to plug in all of my equipment? Am I going to hide in the basement so the sound quality is the very best that it can be at my house? Or am I going to keep this the horse racing happy hour and work outside and be casual? And I decided to be casual. And I'm, I'm regretting it a little now. <laughs> but I think I got to stick with it. I got to think. I, I think I have to stick with what got that show its listeners and its its uh, its, its subscribers. So that's right. I'm probably gonna just uh, stick with that. So who's known more for the khakis, Kornacki or Jim Harbaugh? <clears throat> Who, who's the khaki king? It's a great question. Harbaugh predates Kornacki. Yes, but Kornacki, like it's next level stuff, right? I mean, it's. You know what he's going to be wearing when he's on TV. Of course. Like it, he's, he's got a gig now, right? He's got a, he's got a, uh, a kitsch. Uh, man, it's a great question. It's close. It's a good question. It's Four, really three, close. 437968. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> I give the slight edge to Kornacki. Oh man, uh, texter making sure is mad that I didn't have uh, I didn't ask uh, Grossman about the Cubs. Dan would have asked. Dan would have asked Grossman. Dan would have asked. I would have asked. The uh, so <laughs> a uh, a request for Dan at least once a month to complain about the Cubs this summer. Done. We could do that for sure. Um, I think we're going to start hearing from Dan a little bit more on this show just for. Uh, Kentucky reactions and for uh, some uh, some baseball stuff as we do get closer uh, to baseball and obviously Derby uh, as well. Be interested to see if Dan wants to get because um, he's going to be in town in April. Uh, maybe I can get him to come sit in for a day. But he uh, should. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, he, I wonder if he'll be able to get back for Derby. I, I think people underestimate how much of a trip that is for a seventy-five year old person. So, um, especially with of his. Height. I I gotta say, man, hanging out with him and I, and I'm really lucky. I, Dan and I, I mean, just. 4.30 in the morning at a racetrack to doing this show to, you know, dinner out with our, our spouses or whatever. Like, been really lucky to get hang, hang out with him. The energy level for his age and how much how many how many miles are on those tires, no offense, I mean, just is really remarkable. So, um, man, the Seinfeld episode about the Cotton Doctors commercial is great. Yes, of course. Man, that's a good text. That really is a good episode. Cotton Doctors. I like that commercial. So that's what we're going to do in summer. We're just going to rank Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> I'm good that. with that. I'm totally okay with that. Who was the girlfriend in that episode? Girlfriend, Seinfeld, um, Cotton Dockers. What was her name? I like I like that commercial. Lynette. Lynette. Yeah. Oh, that's Amanda Pete. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Man, Amanda Pete. What a that's a blast from that, the past. Yeah. 
Amanda Pete, that's a name I haven't Hang on, is that a is she in the right wheelhouse for you to have been like 13, 14 year old Zach and fall in love? I didn't fall in love with Amanda Pete. Okay. She's in that right age group though? Yes. Okay. She's uh she's not unattractive. Just because I oh, I, oh, I think she's a very particular look. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think she's for everybody, but I don't think she's I don't think people are like, oh she's ugly. Like I'm not no, doing no. I'm not doing that, but I think she's a very particular look. We're yeah. a pro Amanda Pete show. You know what she is? She's she's girl next door look. Yes. That's what the she is. She's girl, girl next door look. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> not Giselle Butchett is the girl next no, door. No, no, yeah, right. <laughs> Giselle is not the girl next door. <laughs> Cotton dockers. Oh man. That is a good one. How did Jerry and George get that many good-looking women? I have no idea. <laughs> Especially George. I want to one of these days be like, I'm unemployed. I live with my TV. parents. Yeah. TV. Oh, man. Well, I mean, the grand joke, of course, is that that Julie Louis-Dreyfus is the hottest chick on the show. That's the running joke. Right? I mean, that's the funny part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Who, who's a better dancer, Elaine or Trump? Mark Madsen. Mark Madsen. <laughs> Mark Madsen's the greatest dancer of all time. Amanda Pete and the whole nine yards. Oh, oh yeah. We know that scene. <laughs> yes, we do. Wait, didn't Amanda Pete have the annoying laugh in Seinfeld? Okay, wait a minute. Okay, now 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 this this actually really bothers me. We gotta make sure we get this right. So the phone message. Nope, that's a different one. That yeah, was the blonde. Not, yeah. And then hey it's that's hey it's me, right? You Isn't mean that, Susan? No, who is the blonde? The tractor story. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know who that actress is. She's really hot though. Um, man, oh, man, we'll have to look this up. But anyways, um, coffee is a euphemism for sex. Yeah. Coffee, man. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink <laughs> coffee. <Keeps> me up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink coffee either, but I get it, George. Yeah. No. Uh, yes, I would love some coffee. Oh, I, is the absolutely. answer. Yes. <laughs> yes. You have no idea how much uh Tex are seriously pro Amanda Pete. I'm I'm more in that camp than not. Yes, uh, yes uh, for sure. Who's not pro Amanda Pete? <laughs> Jerry dates a girl who likes a commercial he hates. It is not Amanda Pete. Okay, all right, we gotta find this now. Um boy oh boy. One hundred percent cotton dockers. If they're not dockers, they're just they're pants. <laughs> By the way, the side of the ep- okay, this is funny. Yeah, the, the website that I found these quotes on is called Bagels.tv, celebrating the Jewish story. Oh, <laughs> How could Jack Grossman leave right before I go to Bagels.tv? No bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel, no bagel. Uh, Amanda Pete is the chick in uh, Saving Silverman. She's a smoke show. Yeah, she is a girl in Saving Silverman. Yeah. How about that? The girlfriend of the Cotton Dockers is really hot, though. Mm-hmm. She's very, very attractive. So we'll have to find that. Anyways. I got a, you know what? I got a buddy. You know what we're going to do? Fight? <laughs> no, we're going to call my friend. And if he picks up, he's going on the air. Okay. I'm going to text you this number. Okay. Okay. And we're going to call him. His name is Rich. He knows more about Seinfeld than any human being on the planet. Hey, why don't you call him? He's your friend. Well, because you're in the studio. Okay. I want to put him on air. Okay. Uh, Let me text him and say, pick up the phone. Okay. Pick up the phone when it rings. You're going on air. <laughs> we're doing this right now. This is what we're doing, man. Uh, Texture who runs on the beach in Cotton Dockers. <laughs> That's a great scene, too. Man, oh, man. I'm interested, too. I mean, not to wrap up uh, the the Jack Grossman segment this uh, dis- disjointedly uh, in any way. But, man, I just the... He picked up the phone. This is what I'm talking about. These, this is when you have friends. Um, this is this is the absolute definition of having friends, bro. P- All right, well, let's bring him in. Uh, go ahead and pot him up. His name is Rich. Um, <laughs> this guy's known me. What since- are you doing to me? Uh, all right, we're having a Seinfeld conversation. Um, do you know the actress's name who likes the Cotton Dockers commercial? I do not know the actress's name, but I saw the episode just the other day. There it is. All right. You're good enough. Uh, Rich joins us. Uh, he's my uh, my runner when we go to the Preakness. How about that? Um, the uh, we're, we're having a debate. So Amanda Pete was a girlfriend, and she was the one who had the dude. Are, yeah. are you pro? Not just some dude. That dude. <laughs> that <yeah>. dude. 
Maybe he's uh no no he's not uh, the uh, what, what, uh, Amanda. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Amanda P. Pro or con for Rich? Pro. Yeah, I'm pro too. Okay. Uh, the girl from the Cotton Dockers episode. Pro or con? I'm very pro on her. Con. Oh, you're kind of con. con. Wow. That's an upset. Well, I would have lost that episode. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It was a great upset. No, no, it's a fantastic episode. I think you talked about the character herself. I, am I found her a little bit condescending. Okay. Is that Lauren Graham? No. There's no freaking way that's Lauren Graham, is it? Man, oh, man. It Somebody could be. You never know. Okay. <laughs> I, I just figured out who it is. Okay, who is it? It's Gretchen German. Gretchen German. Okay, there she's we go. She's in Will and Grace, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, and she's the Cotton Docker girl. There she is. There you're right. There it is. Okay. Oh, how about right. that? All right. You're con that one. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Do you have a... Uh, I do this to all of my friends who I call randomly on this show. Do you have a top three Seinfeld girlfriends? Uh, God, I got to believe just for pure entertainment purposes, it was the uh, tractor story gal. Yeah, we just talked about that one. Yep. She's way up there. She's also not unattractive. No, absolutely not. And and, and here's an interesting one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to the second one. The model who's on the plane. Yeah, she's yeah. Okay. stupid hot. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> but here's here's another interesting one because I'm I'm also a Frasier fan. And Okay. That actress was on Frasier. She has a sophisticated beauty about it. her, so I'm not surprised she'd be on that show. Yes. Right. She was even more beautiful <laughs> in my opinion Whoa. in the Frasier episode okay. than what she what she presented in Seinfeld. Um the third one's going to be tough. I'm, I'm I'm racking my brains because there were were so many great ones, <laughs> great characters, yeah. and um, for pure entertainment purposes, I got to go with the one who ate the peas individually. <laughs> <laughs> ben Stiller's wife, Christine Taylor, was like the the woman. Oh, like yeah. nothing wrong with her girlfriend, and she's too good. I um yeah. I, I think I think she's not. A, I think she's the best combination of character and looks. We, I thought she was just cute, and mm-hmm. the character was quirky. And you know, he hated her for like the perfect Seinfeld reason, right? She fit the show perfectly that way. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. And I, I also have to say, honorable mention is the sponge worthy one. Oh, sponge worthy girlfriend. I'm trying to remember who that was. Now she was. She was, and actually. Um, she very very beautiful. Of course, most all of yes, them correct, were, yes. were beautiful for for Seinfeld, <laughs> but just a great character. She's the one who like wanted to. Have oh, that was Dylan Taste. Maybe it was, but she just wanted to have the suit packed up, and because she takes it to the homeless folks, and he makes some form of a comment about, um, you know, it, did they ever get sick of the suit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marissa Tomei for George coming down on the Marissa Tesla. Tomei. Oh, yeah. well, obviously, what are we doing here? Yes, yeah, thank Marissa you, Tesla. Tomei. What, are we doing? <laughs> what about Sidra, Terry Hatcher? They're real and they're spectacular. Oh, oh, absolutely. She's, yeah, she's that is right. There. There. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Taze was the one. Dylan Taze was the blonde he dated who had like the almost silver hair. Who that when they got pulled over, he she walked up and yeah. like mesmerized the cop. That's who she was. Yes. Yeah, she got everything, and then she she ended up hooking up with Todd Gack. <laughs> Remember that one? Todd the Gack. They're, not, they're Kramer. Yep, Kramer paid back Todd Gack for those cigars with a with a big bag full of pennies and knocked him down. It was pretty good. Is that Producto de Peru? Is that the is that that episode? <laughs> <laughs> Producto de Peru. Yes. <laughs> what is this? Pay $300 for these. That's <laughs> so good. All right, man. That's all I got. I will... one, one other thing. Real yeah, 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 yeah. Full disclosure. I literally just sent Louie, um, uh, and this is not Seinfeld girlfriend re- related. I literally just sent him a scene where Kramer brought in uh, foreign nationals from another company. Oh, and Mark You know yeah. what they come back as? El Presidente. <laughs> Uh, they they're rolling them too tight. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. All right, Rich, get out of here. I'll see you in Baltimore. Take care. We'll see you. All right, man. Bye. There you go. Rich. <laughs> That's great. 
Oh, man. I do want to thank George and the Baradot's team for bringing my lunch to the ESPN Louisville studios. 46 years in Louisville, 301 West Market, new location downtown. Go check them out. Congratulate them on that new location. And hey, if you are heading downtown for anything, whether it be at the Kentucky Center, uh, if you're going to the Yum Center, anything at the Convention Center as well, great option. For food down there, just the best folks. 46 years in Louisville. Yeah, it's that good. It's Bear Nose Pizza. On the other end, we'll get you into Fast Break Friday. We'll wrap it up here on Rabonco, ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, yes, one more segment and tons of Seinfeld talk here, apparently on Rabo and Co. ESPN 680-1057. We laugh and remember Seinfeld uh, so much, because. but the funny part is, almost all of them were awful people on the show. Oh yeah, that was 90% of the point, yes, uh, for sure. Texture, it's like smoking a chicken bone, man, that's a good one. Uh, Texture, I went to high school in Lexington with the real Jay Peterman sons. Yeah, no, John Peterman, that's right, yeah. Uh, New York native, but of course uh, settled in Lexington, so there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, I I don't know if people know, but Peterman, uh, the real one, uh, was a rancher here in the state and also played uh, minor league baseball. So there you go about that. Uh, Texter, awesome Seinfeld segment. Thanks, Louis. Uh, uh, thanks, Louis. Oh, that's all. There you go. Yeah, yeah. no, no problem at all. It's, uh, uh, it's Friday. You're supposed to have fun with this uh, with this job. So there you go. Uh, I can only talk uh, basketball games so much. Uh, I did notice, by the way, and Zach yeah, had to run to the back real quick for something, but we'll get into this here. Um, let's do quick fire. Okay, so uh, Zach is somewhere. He's looking under there. He is. Hey, <laughs> um, quick rapid fire to close the week. Are you ready? Of course. Okay. How much of a star on the global stage is Kylian Mbappe? Oh, pretty big. Top ten athlete in the world, known right now. I would say so. Okay. So him world leaving here, him no, leaving world. Paris to go to Madrid is a big deal. Yes. Oh, for the, over there, yeah, absolutely. It'll always be Berman to me. Text line. <laughs> a lot of good compliments on the Seinfeld segment, by the yes. way. People really uh, text. I'm wearing a Jay Peterman shirt today. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I love it. Um, yeah. So him going to Madrid from Paris is a big deal. It's um, <clears throat> if people don't know, sort of the hierarchy of European soccer, the Spanish league is ranked better than the French league, and so it is seen. In many soccer circles, it's interesting, Zach. So unlike, say, I don't really know the the equivalent, but, you know, if... Oh, Bradley Beal is Bradley probably the Beal. best one. Yeah. Taking a big contract with, with DC instead of, you know, trying to go and win a title with another team and taking less money or whatever. Yeah. People look at playing in Paris as not as serious as playing in Madrid. Yeah. Because week in, week out, the games aren't as more, you know, they're not as difficult. You're playing La Havre instead of like, you know, Real Sociedad or something. And and so many people, even though Mbappe has 31 goals in 30 appearances this year, which, by the way, is Nuts. essentially in, in soccer, like scoring 30 points every game in a basketball game mm-hmm. in every single one. Um is is almost certainly going to land with Real Madrid. And by the way, not take as much money. Real Madrid's just like, we don't have to pay you as much. And now... Obviously, endorsements, Nike, etc. He's fine, but um, it's its own thing. So, just that popped up. He's told Paris he's not going to play there. Um, your boy went to a bunch of Paris games in the summer of 1998 when I lived there, there as go. a 17 year old. How about that? Uh, texture the beach. <laughs> um, Steve Zahn married Peterman's daughter. Shut up. Really? 
Huh. Uh, soccer talk coming down to the text line. Uh, Vin- uh, Vinicius Jr. better than Mbappe and Neymar. That's why I put him in the top ten. Just you know, some some wiggle room uh, on those things. But I think I think that's a big story worldwide. And obviously for this show, less we're going to mention as a as a fast item, but. That guy's still super young. I think that's the other part that people don't realize is he has a ton of good years left uh, of soccer here. And so right. just interesting to see you know, how long he, he, he keeps us up. But he's got a solid, even in you know, the, the, you know, playing forward the way he does, eight, nine peak years left, something like that, in a place like Madrid. So it'll be uh, fun to watch him. Do you like uh, the Seahawks keeping Geno Smith? I do. I'm fine with it. Okay. I don't know what the other options are for them, especially at a $12 million price. Yeah, and especially with where they're picking the pr- in the draft. Boom, yes. So do you think they'll try to draft quarterback here this year, or is there someone that would fit them? I think if somebody falls to them, they'll okay. draft them. Now, Who I do mean, you have at the top of the draft class? Is Drake May there for you? Caleb is it, Williams. It is Williams? Okay. Okay, fair enough. Still Caleb Williams. Okay. Drake May's. Does Caleb Williams behind. remind you of anyone? Is there, a, is there a comp? Is there a Drake May comp? I'm a, I, Drake's, May is a hard one for me. Yeah. I don't know who to comp him against, and I Drake May's kind of a Justin Herbert type. Okay, and I assume May will be good in the NFL, but I really don't have a good reason. I think May will be good in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. Caleb Williams, like people are going to try and compare him to Patrick Mahomes because every mobile quarterback who throws yeah. past his sidearm now is Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm not going there, but he reminds me more of uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, I, I think that's probably yeah. a better comparison. Yeah, he reminds me more of Josh Allen. Um, Zahn lives outside of Lexington. Big uh, big UK fan. How about that? I like that. Uh, text are not complaining about the show, but it shows where our basketball team is two weeks before March with soccer talk. Oh, I get it. Trust me. I'm not calling my buddy to do a Seinfeld episode in Mar- in February, usually. <laughs> I might be doing um, that next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, c- come on, people. Give me some headlines to talk about next week. <laughs> um, the NBA All-Star Game is this weekend. Will you watch much of that? I'll watch some. Okay. It's probably the best all-star game in all of sports. That's not saying a lot, but it's up as there. Far, from an entertainment it's perspective, there. it's probably the Baseball's best. Baseball's up there um, just because of what it is. You know, it's on a Monday night in the summer. It's around July 4th, um, and it's it's still baseball. Yeah, the yeah. Pro Bowl is not football. It is not. Right. I agree. Um and then do 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 do. Oh, good. <laughs> I did right. Even uh, retirement in baseball is slow. Oh, yeah. Rob Red, Manfred announced a 2029 retirement. So he's doing the Coach K thing except for five years? <laughs> Will he get a rocking chair from anyone? No. No. <laughs> has there ever been a sports commissioner that has less of an approval rating than Rob Manfred? I was just going to ask you, is he the lowest of the four? Yeah. Oh, the answer for sure. Not even close. Can you name the other three? Yeah. Roger Goodell, Gary Bettman, and Adam Silver. Damn. There you go couple of weeks ago someone texted and zach's going to take all of our jobs someday and it's that kind of answer that uh <laughs> makes people think that um lenny dykstra had a stroke and do you follow lenny dykstra at all i've heard, i know lenny dykstra he's out of his mind he he's been out of his mind for 20 years at least longer than that um and uh, 61 years old, and so hopefully uh, makes a recovery from that. I but, did uh, like seeing him in the uh, the Mets documentary a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. and this guy was just his interview was off the wall. And then uh, the other thing that came up is the athletics are now discussing potential lease extensions Yeah, with the local government in, in Oakland. Always a good sign when the city that you're planning to move to says, no, you guys should stay in Oakland. Um, I, I just, if, if you're looking around, if you're anybody, the A's are available. I, it needs to be said. And I, and I hate to hear like Nashville or whatever else, but man, it, it is... <sighs> Texture, Louie, you know when you're out next week, that's when pain will get let go. I, I do think about that because I, 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 I literally only take two weeks off from this show a year. Uh, one in February, I'll take one off in June, and that's it. And I always feel like, it, 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 and this is just human nature, you feel like something really important happens when you're, when yeah. you're not doing the show. I, I was fully expecting when I went on my Christmas vacation that they were going to fire Kate. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're going to miss the chance to do that. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I... I I, I don't think they can fire him, but yeah, it's a, it's a good test still. Um, man, oh man. They can, uh, they just won't. Saw, uh, I saw Paul Rogers, so they will have a full edition of Fast Break Friday uh, coming up in about five minutes. And then, of course, Roundtable to have the mixtape for you at 5.30, 6 o'clock tonight. You get me, Kentucky Racing Spotlight. Uh, we'll talk with, uh, with uh, Fred Cowgill about uh, some of the things 
uh, going on in the area. His uh, origin story in horse racing, I thought it was actually a really fun interview. I uh, got to uh, tape that with him already. And, of course, we'll look at the Risen Star and uh, at the Dust Commander at uh, Turfway Park. Uh, by the way, uh, we've got it back going. Uh, goldbookbets.com. Every Saturday, we're going to have those derby preps. I'll put out several plays. Uh, you should have gotten pinged last week. Uh, I don't know what my producer is doing, but hopefully not this one. The other Zach um, is doing, and so hopefully you'll get pinged. Uh, we had three plays last week. We hit the one out at Santa Anita uh, for ten to one on an eighteen dollar bet. So we got one hundred eighty back. Our total bets were about forty five bucks. So we will take that every single weekend. Uh, in that texture, if any pro cities are available, the city of Louisville is not interested. Ask ask Uncle Tom. Well, this is the chance, by the way, to just go throw everything in front of the A's and say, what do you want? This is the chance. Put a second deck on, on Slugger Field be done with it. Um, texture, he should just quit sh- uh, and then keep showing up to work and saying it was a joke. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Or just yeah. do the Costanza thing where you quit and then the next what? day you thought you, I was mo- like you thought we were moving to you Vegas? You thought we were moving? You thought we were moving? No, no, no. Let's, let's work out the stadium deal here. Come on. The A Stadium looks was that, so was sad. Was that wrong? It's like when was that wrong? The, the, should I have not done? Should that? I not have done that? I, no, I got to tell you, I got to plead ignorance I, I, on this one. I got to plead ignorance on this one. <laughs> oh man, that's good. That's good. We will have Bellerman tomorrow, by the way, playing Eastern Kentucky, 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock tip. I had a texter earlier in the week, very excited about that one, because they're back at Knights Hall for that one. How about that? And uh, Knights Hall... Way up there as far as basketball venues uh, in Jefferson County, for sure. Just a terrific place to watch a game. Have you gotten to go to a game at Knights Hall yet? I have not. I was going to say, playing a bunch of Freedom Hall, so you probably haven't had an opportunity. So. No. Um, yeah. That's one. By the way, you and I should just set it up. You know, ping Scott ED, get the full Bellarmine experience, do the whole thing. I think you'd really like it. Sure, it's a lot why of fun. not? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Those games are awesome. I, I don't – I mean, I tell people – the, the ability to go to those games with your family, especially when they're at Freedom Hall, 10 bucks to park, 5 bucks for tickets, that's the easiest. That's $15. That's nothing. Oh, it's literally nothing. I mean, for I think I told people for 50 bucks, I take all of my kids, everybody gets ice cream, we park, we get tickets, and we go home. It's yeah. that easy. Yeah, it's awesome. So That's a steal. Um, hopefully they get that done as well. Uh, Louisville, win at Pitt tomorrow or no? No. I got to know. Kentucky, win at Auburn tomorrow or no? No. Yeah, I got I to gotta know, too. I my. I'm, but I'm having the same kind of reservation that I did last week when I thought Gonzaga was going to win and then I just went against it. Yeah. I think Kentucky's going to show up a lot better tomorrow than I agree. everything else. All right. Well, this isn't the jerk store, but it is calling, and so we got to get out of here. I'm Louis Rabot alongside Zach Cantrell. This is Rabot and Co. ESPN 680-1057. We are here 10 to noon every single weekday, so we'll be back on Monday. It'll be a Zach edition of the show. I will see everybody in about 10 days uh, taking a vacation with my family. Uh, much deserved. My wife needs some time away, so excited to do that. Hey, don't go anywhere. Hang out with Zach next week. He's got a bunch of great guests uh, and all of that. Find me on Twitter, at Radio Louie. The show's back at 10 on Monday, and we hope you are too. Have a great weekend, everybody.